Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us today as we sit and chat for 30 minutes with great professionals in and around Butler County about issues that affect right affect you right here in Butler County. And today we're talking with Spencer D. Geibel, uh, Funeral Home and Cremation Services. And the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about how you can transfer your plans from one funeral home to another. Did you even know you could do that? Have you even planned for it yet? I mean, that's a whole different conversation, too. Then we're going to talk about the slogan that I've been seeing, and I understand that's out there, a lot more for a lot less. I'm just curious on what that means to Spencer. Let me welcome him in in just a moment. First, let me give you the different ways that you can listen to us today on Let's Talk, because, of course, you do have uh, us on the website, wisr680.com. You have us on the smartphones. If you have a free app or you do have the free app, you have to download it to your phone and you can listen to us that way. You have us on the radio and Alexa-powered devices. So you just say, Alexa, play WISR 680, and that should be it. That's all. And then it brings it up, and we'll broadcast as we will for the next uh, about half hour with Spencer. All right, with us is Spencer D. Geibel, Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services. If you've seen the brand-new building, you know where it is. If you have not yet, drive by 140 Newcastle Road. You know where the state police barracks are yeah so down below that that building has been changed over by spencer and it's now a funeral home and of course he has cremation services there but spencer welcome back to the program always nice to have you in thank you tracy i appreciate that yeah so i i know you've been here you know before talking to us billboards have gone up so we've seen that and i understand that there's that slogan out there that you know you have the whole entire name because it's a big name, <laughs> you have a big name there, uh, a lot more for a lot less. And I'm just curious on what that means to you. And I know we can go down a few different paths yes. with that. So let's just first talk finances. Why don't we do that? Because, and I'll remind folks that Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services is independent of anybody else that's in the county. So when I ask you, what does that mean to you financially, to the individuals that are your clients, what does that mean? Well, that's one of the first uh, statements or slogans that came to me when I was designing this funeral home, and I wanted to design it so everything a normal funeral home does is done by me in-house, and that dramatically affects the financial side. Um, all the arrangements are done by me. All the licenses hang there, including an insurance license. Um all the transportation is done by me. Everything is there is offered by me through me, and that dramatically lowers the cost. While a lot of funeral homes outsource a lot of things like the arrangements or the insurance license or the embalming or the transportation, things of that nature. So with the design, me keeping everything there and handling everything a normal funeral home should handle at the location, as I do, it dramatically affects how much lower my cost can be. So can I ask how much lower, or does that depend on the individual and their situation? My goal is to offer a lot more service, a lot more personalized service, literally going through me for one-half or one-third of what other funeral homes in the area charge. So it's almost like you'd have to look at the package. because yeah. And this gets into choice. And again, what does it mean when, when you say a lot more for a lot less? Because I don't know if we understand our choices when we go in. I've been through funeral conversations before. And I just go with the flow because I don't even know what's out there. Mm-hmm. So is that what you find that people are used to? 
And do they not know that they have choices? Or what do you find? Yeah, most folks don't know much about this field. Most folks walk in afraid. They don't want to be sitting in the seat they're sitting in. And they don't want to have to ask the questions that they must. And they don't always um, understand the information that is given to them by, by funeral directors. So I try to keep everything as simple as possible. I have a few very simple packages. And they are mainly all-inclusive. So when I offer a number, it includes most of the things other funeral homes add on to a package price. I try to keep the entire picture as simple as possible. I try to educate my families the entire way through. I've seen for years and years, folks don't know what to ask, don't know what benefits there are there for them, don't know what they are eligible to receive, and don't know even how to ask these questions. So I try to break down the arrangement conference into its simplest form. So we cover the information and then we talk about options and then we try to meet in the middle on what's practical what's affordable and what do they really want okay so let's just take me for an example let's mm-hmm. walk through a, a bit of a scenario if i'm coming into you and i don't know what i don't even know okay. and uh, maybe i don't want to be sitting here because mm-hmm. that means there's a death of a loved one that i didn't want to say goodbye to mm-hmm. and so in that kind of scenario um where do you take me first Well, after I agree to family, we go into uh, the office, and I try to get a little idea on what's happened recently, where they stand, um, who the loved one was to them, a couple of things just verbally. And then I always ask permission if I'm allowed to ask historical questions about the one that passed away, her name, his name, their information, um, their education level, their spouse or deceased spouse, things of that nature. So I start off with the information, and that starts to involve everyone in the room into one unit. And we get to that point, and once all the questions are asked that I must ask at first, and then I ask, what are, what are your hopes? You know, how, how do you folks want this? And that's where today? I come back to you and say, I don't even know. I just want to get through the next couple of days. Then I would explain the two main avenues that funeral homes offer. One being earth burial, the other being cremation. Those are the two main avenues funeral homes offer. Once you choose one of those two avenues, then there are other avenues. Things as if open casket visitation for either route or direct burial or direct cremation. When the word direct is used, that normally means there is no embalming, that there is no gathering, that there is no formal or religious service. It is a cremation without the service or a burial without the service and without the actual visitation process. Isn't embalming required? It is not, no. It is not required? It is not required by law. It is required by most funeral homes for an open casket visitation when the public is going to be around the deceased. It is not required by law unless there are very specific extreme circumstances. Very rare. Interesting. Again, something I did not know. And embalming is not required for direct cremation, nor is it required for direct burial. Is there any, um, how do I phrase this? Is there any advantage to having that done? Again, I'm picturing, so here's, so I'm sitting in front of you. We've gotten to this point in this conversation. Is that one of those items, and I'm trying to be respectful with Mm -hmm. this, that financially is cheaper if it's not done? Or is there a benefit by having embalming done? Well, it definitely is. It, It definitely can add the amount of time a family has to make other decisions, for one. It permits certain levels of services. As I explained earlier, most funeral homes will not let an unembalmed deceased be viewed by the public for a plethora of reasons. I could go on for hours. 
Um, so the embalming process is normally chosen when there's going to be an open casket visitation, either in a facility or a funeral home or a church, something of that nature. So the embalming process is normally required and normally chosen when there's going to be an open casket viewing service okay so we've gotten that point down you and i've discussed that again just as a scenario i've come to you where next do we go in this conversation well most folks seem to know either the amount they want or are able to spend okay. or what they truly desire okay it normally goes one of those two avenues what they truly desire and they will accept any cost that goes along with that avenue or they are making decisions based off of cost Okay, so again, explain that. So Some folks will come to me, and they know exactly what they want. They want to go to this church, this cemetery laid out for the, you know one and a half days. They want this minister or this priest. They want this gown or this suit, and they know exactly what they want the whole way down to prayers cho- chosen for a service. Okay. Other folks come, and they will say, what is the most practical, least expensive avenue that we can take? Because not everybody has a church that they attend. No. And Correct. so do they have an option of holding a service at your location? Or do you give them options of, of do you work with churches to say this person oh, was definitely. unchurched and definitely. can we hold it there? I have numerous ministers and priests in the area that will come to help me for a service when the family has not recently been active at a certain church. So I have a handful of uh, men and women who will help. But that's very common, actually. Folks are choosing to use a funeral home a lot more than local churches. And that was one of the design ideas for my funeral home. I wanted to build this funeral home to meet the average person, to meet um, kind of the middle of the road when it comes to service options. Uh, The least expensive avenue normally is simple cremation, and the most expensive avenue normally is a full funeral procession, casket, vault, church involvement, cemetery involvement, those are the normal avenues. So this question is not to argue for or against. Is it yes. good or bad to have a funeral service this in this path? But my question is, what is the trend? Why have we gone from uh, that two-day, three-time uh, period sections of, uh, of visitation to now like one day, four hours, and that's it? Mm-hmm. And then also the same question. I've been at funerals recently, we'll say in the past five years or so, that you don't even go out to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a change. What, why, what, what shifts those changes to where we are today? I think um, through my eyes, through my experience, there are numerous factors which have affected that. Um, our culture is no longer as close to each other as it was at one point in time. Our culture is more simple and practical than it used to be so ceremonial and so ritualistic. It is now more practical, you know, practicality-based versus ritualistic-based. Um, and cost. Cost has definitely come into play. It has definitely come into play, and a lot of folks still want what's been offered for the last you know, 500 years, another group of folks don't anymore. And But there's definitely a middle of the road. And there's a third group that kind of want to mesh the old-fashioned ideas with the current trends. And I'm glad you mentioned that group because that was going to be my next question. What if we want some of the old but yet can't afford all of it and, and can adjust to some new traditions, if you will, but we still want that middle ground? Yes. This is really important to me, actually. Because unfortunately, folks believe that cremation means direct cremation. 
Folks believe that cremation means there cannot, will not, or should not be services involved. And that is absolutely not true. That is absolutely not correct. A lot of families choose to have an open casket embalmed visitation followed by a service, followed by cremation. So the cremation part takes place of the cemetery part, not of the overall service part. You are still able to have an open casket viewing in a funeral home, followed by a prayer service or a full funeral in that funeral home or at a church, then followed by cremation. A full funeral does not demand burial, and cremation does not demand the fact that nothing else is being done. There are so many avenues we're able to offer folks, and a lot of folks these days are aiming for that middle-of-the-road idea. They still want open casket viewing. They still want to see mom. They still want to see dad. They still believe in the ideas that when a family comes together during a time of loss, it benefits everyone living. It benefits everyone there. But they don't want to have certain ideas involved or certain expenses involved, so they want to choose most of a full traditional funeral but add a few newer ideas like cremation to it. It's more of a middle-of-the-road idea. It's so, what I'm saying a lot now. And, and Spencer, I don't want to talk really about other people, but I, I guess my question is more on what do you do versus what's been out there. And it doesn't matter if it's Butler County or, mm -hmm. or not. I mean, th what's been out there throughout uh, society. But is there just a package that people roll with versus what you offer? Do you offer, in a sense, a checklist saying, do you want A, B, C, D? Yes, and I, I have not redesigned the wheel. I am by no means at all saying that. I'm trying to put my focus on personalizing simple choices. I'm trying to involve myself and help folks make their own choices versus directing them, versus nudging them. I'm trying to guide them through what they truly want, what they can truly afford with my idea that makes it all practical, that makes it all affordable. I've actually designed the entire building and most of my package plans off that principle of is this practical and is this affordable? Again, it's Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services, 140 Newcastle Road. The phone number is 724-287-4042, .com. And I do want to ask you, I'm going to shift uh, the conversation into a whole different direction here in just a moment. But as I'm giving your phone number, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we point out to folks, that's your office phone number. Mm -hmm. But you have a cell phone that you, you answer, you give out to people. I actually do. I, I don't believe in using an answering service. I want to be available for every question that comes to me. So I have the funeral home main line forwarded to my cell phone about 99% of the time. If it's not there, it's going to the, the physical phone in the building. Uh, and the number is 412-605-8340. I think it's important that I offer that so folks can contact me directly either of those avenues. They both literally both go to me. So there's no call service, no, no answering service. And so the cell, again, is 412-605-8340. The, uh, could you say a landline? I guess, you know, that's dating it. But still, you know, plenty of businesses still have those landlines. 724-287-4042. So that is the office number, we'll mm -hmm. call it. Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services. And Spencer, let me ask you about something we've talked about in, in the past, but it still confuses me a little bit. So I want to ask you again about this because you, you talked to us before about how your funeral plans, we'll put it that way, can change from mm -hmm. funeral home to funeral home. And uh, I don't know if a lot of us understand that we could go to a different funeral home mm -hmm. after we've made the plans. Yeah, there's a lot of information here, actually. And I've, I've come to see that almost no one understands what options there really are there for them. A couple of simple examples. My grandmother made arrangements with a funeral home east 
of Butler. And um, that was not the final funeral home that serviced her. We ended up taking her to a this is almost 10, 15 years ago. Sure. Ended up taking her to a different funeral home, even though she bought the insurance policies and she funded it at funeral home A. Funeral home B was able to service her and still apply for those funds. And the point to that story is folks are never locked in to any funeral home they've already met with. They are allowed to rewrite their arrangements, and the final funeral home is allowed to apply for those funds if they offer the services. So folks are not locked into the funeral homes they met with in the 90s and prepaid their arrangements or the 80s and prepaid their arrangements or even last week and prepaid their arrangements. Folks are always able to meet with one funeral home and rewrite it with another funeral home. And only the final funeral home that actually does the work can apply for the funds. Unfortunately, folks believe that when they met with the funeral home, they are stuck there forever, no matter what new options have come to the area, no matter what lower prices have come to the area, they feel they are stuck at a certain funeral home and they can't move those arrangements. So I want to ask the benefits in a moment, but let's first go with the, I'll say the negative, because I'm sure you have to deal with families and and not all families are on the same page. We'll just put it that way. And so what happens when an an individual has made their own plans and they've chosen funeral home A, Mm -hmm. And then in the end, the family wants to change that to funeral home B. Is that what happens? Can that happen? And, and why? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I met with a woman. I, I might have mentioned this before. She made arrangements in Florida. She made arrangements in Georgia. She made arrangements in, I believe it was New Orleans. Then up Same in, woman. Same woman. Okay. All right. Then in Franklin, Pennsylvania. And now with me in Butler. And so, so they weren't all at the same time. It was as she moved? Over to a 30-year the- oh, okay. period. Okay. Every time she moves, she writes new arrangements because she wants to feel safe on a local funeral home she trusts. Now, the first funeral home in Florida sold her three insurance policies. Obviously, if she is up here when her passing occurs, the Florida funeral home will not be involved. Whichever funeral home is can apply for those funds. No funeral home owns that money. It is the final funeral home that actually offers the services. They are the only ones that can apply for the money. And the catch is, if the final funeral home is less or they offer more, what's left over sometimes goes back to the family. So then talk about other benefits of being able to arrange with a a different funeral home than you started with. Mm -hmm. It's happening all over, actually. There have been towns, cities, large cities that had one idea for 50 or 100 or 200 years and it was always the same idea just with a different last name three funeral homes or 20 funeral homes all pretty much offering the same idea and then someone new comes to the area with an entirely new idea and folks wish they can go to that new funeral home when in reality they can they are allowed to contact the new funeral home if his or her prices are less or he or she's offering more service or more personalized service or more modern service or more appropriate service to today's times. These folks are allowed to call that new funeral home, set up arrangements, bring their previous paperwork with them. If they met with me, I would look over what they already had. I would rewrite it the way they wished with lower prices or maybe alter some of their decisions. And the funds can stay where they're at normally. It's not 
it's not the newest funeral homes business that retransfer funds until the actual services are rendered. When you talk about the, the Florida funeral home mm-hmm. and they sold the insurance policies, are they really the ones holding the money? Wouldn't it be the insurance company? It's literally the insurance company. Normally, the person making arrangements normally is the owner of the policy. They are the insured and the owner. Normally, they make the funeral home they're meeting with the beneficiary. That's how it's normally designed. So the owner can always move those things, change the information, change the beneficiary lines, change assignment plans. Um, Normally, when people meet with funeral homes, they stay the owner of the policy. And no matter owner or not, this is very important to understand, only the final funeral home that actually offers the physical, literal burial services or cremation services Only they, with an actual funeral home bill and a certificate of death, can apply for the funds. A woman or man could meet with 50 funeral homes, agree to pretty much the same thing across the board, fund their services at the very first one, but funeral home number 51 gets to apply for those funds because they actually did the work. Explain this for me because in my world, as as a person not living and breathing the cremation services, you being in this every single day, if you say apply for the funds, I automatically think, well, what if you don't get them? (laughs) Is that that the reality of what you face? Like you could apply for the funds to come to your funeral home because you would be the final funeral home offering Mm -hmm. the services. When you say apply... Mm-hmm. I always think of those scenarios like a loan or, you know, you're, you're drawing an application and you could be denied. So is that what you live? Could you be denied those, those funds? Um, if payments weren't made at some point, possibly. There are some things that can go wrong for funeral homes. Normally, when a funeral home meets with a family, they try to check through the policy, make sure it's paid up to date, make sure what's called the death value is there and or the cash value is there and or the beneficiary lines are set up properly. So we do check over these policies. So it's not the fact that you're the final funeral home or you're a different funeral home. That's not the factor. It's it's other factors that would possibly, I don't say negate the money, but the money may not come your way. um, End of life funeral policies are very similar to a term policy or a whole life or an auto, any type of policy. You must make the payments as you go along okay. or the policy becomes null and void. But like I said, when a funeral home meets with the family, they do check to make sure the policy is up to date, that it's practical, that the funds are there. And still, they can still arrange the services. But when I, when I say apply for the funds, it's a very nice way to say submit a claim form. Oh, okay. That's okay. a very, it's almost a euphemism for submitting a claim form. Okay. When we try to close out an insurance policy, they request normally three things. A signed claim form by the next of kin or beneficiary, a certificate of death from that state he or she passed away in, and an unpaid funeral bill. Those are the things needed for an insurance company to pay the funeral home that actually offers the services. Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services, 140 Newcastle Road, SpencerDGeibel.com. I'll give you the, the couple of phone numbers in a second. How important is it that we take care of this beforehand before an event happens where now we're emotionally in a different space than we were maybe three months prior to to having to talk to you i think through my experience it is extremely important i wish i could explain how different the environment is when i'm making arrangements for folks who are healthy or folks who are struggling with health versus those who have the night before suffered a death in the family 
there is a world of difference. When we're making arrangements for someone for the future, it's much it's normally more jovial. We chat more, we talk more. It becomes much more personalized because it's their decisions about their service through who they really are versus a child or a widow or widower making these decisions on no sleep normally, not eating for a period of days normally, suffering maybe the worst moment of their entire life and having to make decisions. I always tell folks this, make, making prearrangements is not planning your death. It is a responsible way to protect your family across the board, monetarily, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, across the board. It is a very responsible way to protect those you love. Spencer, how long have you been in the funeral business, I'll say it that way? I know this is your new business, Mm -hmm. yours, independent of anyone else, Spencer D. Geibel Funeral Home and Cremation Services, Mm -hmm. but you've been around this for a long time. I've been around this field since the day I was born. No exaggeration. I've been a licensed director since 2010. I was a manager for numerous years, a supervisor for a couple years, and now I'm an owner. And so this is a brand new building, 140 Newcastle Road. I should say not technically a new building, redesigned, (laughs) because we've seen that building there for years at 140 Newcastle Road, and now it's been redesigned to fit the needs of what you're doing. And, And I will have to say, and I don't know if it sounds small to some people. I like space and parking. You have space and parking, mm-hmm. and that's one benefit. That the building's enormous. It, it, it's uh, it's deceptive from the outside. Mm-hmm. I have I've heard hundreds, hundreds of times. Folks walk in and go, "Oh my gosh, it's enormous in here. Eight foot hallways, two massive, perfectly ADA compliant bathrooms, an enormous twenty eight foot by fifteen foot entryway, two large offices." A hundred and twenty-six foot long hallway that that crosses through the building, and I believe the largest viewing room, great room, chapel in the entire area. I can seat easily a hundred people and up to a hundred and thirty plus people. And I'm glad that you described the the layout because the outside of the building is very simple, which is mm-hmm. nice. It, it's it just is. a sim- simplistic kind of look, but it's different than what we are typically imagining when we say funeral homes. Mm-hmm. And again, it, that doesn't mean just Butler County. No, no. You know, you go even to a different county or different state, you can pick out the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the, the outside's very attractive, but very simple. Mm-hmm. The inside is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Every single part that you can touch is brand new. All I kept was the cement floor and the roof. Everything else has been replaced. Massive hallways, all brand new chair rail and walls, brand new carpet, brand new furniture. Very simple. It's not old-fashioned Victorian. It was not my goal. I wanted it to be very simple and very smart. The more that I can handle there by myself, the more that I can do without asking for help, the lower I can keep my cost. And my first goal was to be dramatically lower, dramatically lower. My cremations start at $1,500. My funerals start at $3,000. If anyone has recently met with a funeral home, they know those numbers are one-half, one-third, or one-quarter of what we normally see in funeral homes. Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services, 140 Newcastle Road. The office line is 724-287-4042. His cell phone, Spencer will answer it or get back to you, but this is going to go to his cell phone, 412 
800-800-8340. You can always ask Alexa where he is as well, or spencerdgeibel.com. That's where you can find him online. And Spencer, just about a minute or two left, but what would you like to leave with us today? I know asking that alone, we could keep you here for a half an hour, but <laughs> what would you like us to, to take I, home for? I just feel it's an honor and a privilege for anyone to contact me to ask I keep hearing, Spencer, there's a different option. What are my options? Can we please meet? It'd be an honor for me. I love educating folks. I love educating them on what the options are, what they can truly receive, and what makes me different. I tell folks the same thing. Please come to me. I will educate you, and you can go wherever you wish. But give me a chance to educate you first. And you will go to people as well. They don't have to no. come in to you. I make a lot of arrangements in folks' homes. I volunteer to do all the transport. And I will make funeral arrangements, pre-planned arrangements. Uh, I'll drive across town for a single, single signature. So I, I try to stay very mobile. And I know folks are more comfortable in their own home versus my funeral home. Absolutely. Spencer, nice to talk to you again. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you, dear. Spencer D. Geibel, Funeral Home and Cremation Services, again at 140 Newcastle Road. SpencerDGeibel.com is the website. Folks, if you'd like to listen to this program in its entirety again, just log on to our website, WISR680.com, and you go over to Programs and drop that down to Let's Talk, and then you're going to find it there. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.